Good morning and welcome to another day and another episode of Hearts Set Together in Christ Ministries. I'm your host, Marsha Nate Sullivan, and I am so happy that we get to spend this Monday together, October the 4th. Um, this is a special day for many reasons. Um, number one is that the Lord has blessed us to see another day. And number two is that I want to give a personal shout out to two of my friends who actually celebrated their birthdays in the month of October. So one is today and one celebrated her birthday uh, this past weekend. Um, so she she had a birthday and, and I just want to acknowledge them on their birthdays and say that may the Lord continue to be with them and bless them. And also, there is a, a friend who I want to lift up who, who recently lost her mother. So as you're listening to this podcast this morning, I want you to remember her in your prayers. Um, I won't announce her name for personal reasons, but I want you to remember her and ask the Lord to strengthen her heart, to give her comfort, and to just place his uh love upon her to cover and to shield her mind and just to protect her um, because it's such a difficult thing to lose a person that you love and it's even difficult when you never had a chance to say goodbye and that's why we shall always live uh, as if it is our last day because we never know when that day will come and so Uh, We just want you to know that if you're listening today, that God loves you and that even in the midst of your hurt and and your sorrow and your mourning, that even in the face of death, God still has a greater plan. And so um, we're going to go forth into the text today to see what the Lord wants to share with you. So I pray for you to open up your spiritual ears and hearts to receive God's word. And so if you would just turn with me in the book of Genesis, we're going to talk about how Abraham, who was called and appointed by God uh, and considered righteous before the Lord, how he began to deceive. And I know that some of you are probably wondering, well, how could this be? And so we're going to find out why would a righteous man deceive a king named Amalek? And so this is important to know because sometimes even the righteous and those who serve the Lord can go through testings and seasons where they feel afraid because we don't know it all or where fear may grip their hearts and they're prone because we're we're still of the flesh although we should be operated in the spirit we're still uh, we're born in in the flesh and so um sometimes we often miss the mark but we're gonna see how this righteous man uh told a lie but how god was able to turn it around and use it for his glory so let's go to genesis 20 verse one. It says Abraham moved south to the Negevi and lived 
for a while between Kadesh and Shore. And then he moved on to Gera while living there as a foreigner. So Abraham has lived in this place where uh, he's among the Philistine people and is not a place that is familiar to him. It probably wasn't even a place that was comfortable for him and his family, but he was forced to go there by the Lord. And so while he's there, in verse 2, it tells us, it says, Abraham introduced his wife. And I want you to highlight that part in your notes, because in part two of this episode, we're going to talk about another person who kind of did the same thing. And we're going to point out some of the similarities of their responses in the next episode. So keep in mind that Abraham introduced his wife and his wife was named Sarah by saying she is my sister. So highlight that. Abraham introduces his wife as his sister. And the reason why is that he said, so King Amalek of Gear sent for Sarah and had her brought to him at his house. Now, we're going to get into why at the bottom of the passage. But what we do know is that Abraham has lied to the king and said that Sarah is his sister. For those of you who never read this story, you're probably wondering, hmm, is Sarah really his sister or is she something more than his sister? Well, we're going to see what the Lord has to say about this. Since the Lord is a revealer of all truth, even to the things that we sometimes don't want to know, the Lord is still able to reveal because he's not going to hold anything, not from those who love him. And he still won't hold anything from even our enemies. Even those who sometimes hate us or despise us and have the wrongful intention towards us, God will still reveal what is his truth and what is his plan. And so if you are following me, you see that in verse 3, it says, But that night God came to Amalek in a dream, and he told him, You are a dead man. Why do you think the Lord said that he was a dead man? It had to be for a reason. And with urgency that you are a dead man. So hear me. We are dead if we're desiring to take something or lust after something that doesn't belong to us. Now the king did not know this originally. King Amalek. But the Lord is making it clear to him. And sometimes he have to make things clear to us. To be reminded that we can't uh, desire something that does not belong to us. And in this case, the Lord wanted Amalek to know that Sarah was special. And that Sarah belonged to somebody else. 
And to prove it, this is what the Lord tells him. He says, for that woman you have taken is already married. That woman you have taken is already married. Some of us can relate to this scenario very well. You may have fallen in love with somebody who was married. And you may have literally almost taken them away from their spouse. But when the Lord wants to reveal something, we have no choice but to take heed as the king did because the Lord made it clear that that woman you have, she's taken. That man that you like or had feelings for, I don't care how much you say you love him, the fact of the matter is that he's taken and he doesn't belong to you. And so God made that very clear to this king who wanted to sleep with Sarah because he thought that she was so beautiful. But in the king's response, this is what he replies to the Lord. He says, but Amalek, I'm sorry, I skipped over. So let me go back down. I'm sorry, in verse four, he says, but Amalek had not slept with her yet. So he said, Lord, will you destroy an innocent nation? Notice how the king is not just only thinking of himself, but he's thinking of his entire kingdom, the whole region, those surrounding him and where he lived. So he had to know something about this God because he's asking him, Lord, will you destroy a nation? And who did God bless as a nation? God blessed Abraham as a nation. All nations will be blessed through you. Abraham was blessed. Yet the king is saying, will you destroy a nation? Verse 5, he asks the Lord by saying, didn't Abraham tell me she is my sister? So the king is having this conversation with the Lord. And it says that, and she herself said, yes, he is my brother. So not only did Abraham lie, but Sarah also lied. And the reason why is because, again, they were foreign, they were uh, living as foreigners in an unknown place, in an unknown territory. And so in this place, they really didn't know what was going to happen. So they were thinking as a means to really protect themselves. But instead, they were really setting themselves up for God to to reveal what was truth and some of us can relate to this scenario better than others because we have made some of us just may have found ourselves in situations as such whether the revelation came to the person through the Lord speaking to their hearts or whether the revelation came through just a dream 
or through a word of mouth, the truth was revealed. And that's the one thing that I really love about God is that he can quicken our hearts to reveal what is truth so that we can be delivered out of situations and circumstances that will begin to uh, put us in dangerous situations. And in this case, the king knew that he was in a dangerous situation because the Lord was clearly speaking to him. And so uh, moving forward here in the text, it says that, and she herself said, yes, he is my brother. I acted in complete innocence. My hands are clean. So he's acknowledging, Lord, I didn't, I didn't touch this lady without asking Abraham, who is she? But they both said that they were brothers and sisters and they both lied. So we can see that even the righteous sometimes will lie to try to protect themselves. But the moral here is that we really, we don't need to lie because God is always protecting us. But they were fearful. So in verse six, it says that in the dream, God responded, yes, I know you are innocent. That's why I kept you from sinning against me. Now, the truth of this story is that the king declared his innocence. And the Lord spoke to the king before he was going to sin against the Lord. God intervened. And I love that too, because when we really got a righteous heart, the Lord will step in, in the nick of time to deliver us when we're slipping so far and we think we can't be taken out of the pit. The Lord will stretch forth his hands and there are many times where the Lord, you know, was able to intervene before things really got worse. And so the Lord was able to do something before the king went to try to uh, sleep with another man's wife. And so in the dream, God responded, yes, I know you are innocent. That's why I kept you from sinning against me. And if you don't know today, I'm telling you that when you really put uh, the Lord on the throne of your heart, yes, it's sometimes hard to stop sinning. But when you love the Lord, he will prevent us from sinning against him. And the way that he does it is that he will begin to remove people from our lives that really mean us no good. Because the Bible says that when you submit yourself unto the Lord and resist the, resist the enemy, then the enemy has to flee. He can't stay because you are truly a child of God. And so in this case, God was resisting the enemy from devouring somebody else's wife and home. And it says, and why I did not let you touch her, so God prevented it. He said, no. Now return the woman to her husband and he will pray for you for he is a prophet. Now that's powerful. 
Because not only did God reveal that Sarah was Abraham's wife, but God also revealed the fact to this king that he was the the real king, the Lord of all gods. And the fact that he says, this man is going to pray for you. The same man who has lied (laughs) is the same man that I'm going to use to pray for you because he's a prophet. Isn't that almost like unheard of? You see how the Lord can even use the foolish things to confine even the wise? And so this is a clear example to me, and it should be to you, that we all have weaknesses and that the Lord will use what is foolish to man to confine those who think they're really wise. So the Lord revealed to this king that Abraham was indeed a prophet. So then he said, then you will live. You will live. That's what the Lord said. But if you do not return her to him, you can be sure that you and all your people will die. So if this man was getting ready to sin against the Lord, he was going to die. And this make this should make you be so thankful for God's mercy and grace. Because there is probably some things that you've done that, you know, a lot of people probably don't know. But God knows. And that, you know, the hand of God did not wipe you out because of his mercy and grace. But as we're loving on the Lord, we want to remember not to take that grace or that mercy uh, lightly because death was going to come upon this man for trying to commit adultery uh, with another man's wife. And, and, and it says here in verse 8, Amalek got up early the next morning and quickly called all his servants together. When he told them what had happened, this the men were terrified. Then Amalek called for Abraham. What have you done to us? He demanded. What crime have I committed that deserves treatment like this, making me and my kingdom guilty of this great sin? And notice that he said that it was a great sin. Because the Lord warned him and instructed him. But he also said that if you did not listen, that death would pretty much come upon him and his whole entire kingdom, really. And so he says, no one should ever do what you have done. So now... God is also using this king to speak to Abraham, the prophet. He says that no one should have ever do what you have done. Whatever possess you to do such a thing? You know, when a king speaks, they expect the answer. But clearly here, when Abraham responds, this king's heart is touched. And this is why, because Abraham confesses what is true from his heart. And when we speak the truth, 
it can touch the hearts of many people, including God's heart. And so this is what Abraham responds to the king. Abraham replied in verse 11, I thought this is a godless place. He says, they will want my wife and will kill me to get here, to get her. And she really is my sister, for we both have the same father, but different mothers, and I marry her. So he's saying that even though I met her, married her, she we're spiritual brothers and sisters. And he says in 13, when God called me to leave my father's home and to travel from place to place, now he was traveling like a nomad a person who who moves all over the place he says i too leave my father's home he says i'm sorry he says i told her do me a favor wherever we go tell the people that i am your brother so in verse 14 says then amalek took some of the sheep and goats cattle and male and female servants and he presented them to abraham also returned his wife Sarah to him. Then Amalek said, Look over my land and choose any place where you would like to live. Now that is favor. Amalek goes from wanting this man's wife to the Lord speaking to him and rebuking him. And he goes to question Abraham, to blessing Abraham. So we can see that the blessings of the Lord was true when he said that that he was going to bless Abraham, that he was going to be with him wherever he go, and that all nations will be blessed through him. And this book tells us that Abraham was blessed. And so Amalek, he gave him all of these animals and he gave him land he also returned his wife Sarah to him then Amalek said look over my land and choose any place where you would like to live and he said to Sarah look I am giving your brother 1,000 pieces of silver in the presence of all these witnesses this is to compensate you for any wrong I may have done to you this will settle any claim against me and your reputation is clear now that is favor because this man not only gave him his wife back this king could have killed abraham he could have beheaded him but because he feared and he received what the lord told him in the dream it shows that he feared the lord even though abraham thought that he was a godless man and even though Abraham thought that the place in which he lived was godless but how many of you know that the Lord can speak to anybody whether they're godly or ungodly God can still speak to anybody and reveal himself and and in closing you see the Lord used this king to compensate he used this king to bless Abraham. He used the king in such a way that, that Abraham was able to stand really in awe of what the Lord did 
even though he lied as a prophet, even though he lied, God still was able to bless him because he still confessed. And it says that then Abraham prayed to God and God healed Amalek, his wife and his female servant so they could could have children. So God was getting ready to bring something upon him, a curse. He says, for the Lord has caused all the women to be infertile because of what happened with Abraham's wife, Sarah. So that goes to show us that we really should always tell the truth because when we don't, when we choose to sin against the Lord, the Lord will reveal to people who we are, whether we want them to know or not. The Lord will reveal to others who we are in Him because we're special to the Lord. And not only are we special, but God is wanting us to live holy lives for Him. And sometimes you may find that as you're living, trying to live right, it seems like wrong keep coming your way. But I want you to be encouraged and be strengthened to know that even when you miss the mark, God still has called you and anointed you and appointed you to be his prophet. And no matter what other people are saying, God has still chosen you, even when you still don't feel like you're worthy of being chosen. So I want to close this, this prayer out with saying, Lord, I thank you, Father God, for your ability, God, to reveal even to our enemies, God, who you are and who we are to you. We are valuable. We are worthy, God. We we have been chosen for your glory to teach and to live right and to give, God, and to serve as you serve, God, with pure hearts, with righteous hearts, oh, Father God. Lord, I pray, God, for you to continue to bless your sons and daughters as you did with Abraham, Father God. God, we know that this world is not our home, that we're just passing through. And Father God, we thank you for all you do and for all you continue to do. And may you bless every listener that has tuned in to this podcast. May it be a blessing to their souls. In Jesus' name I pray. And till next time, I thank you for listening to Hearts Knit Together in Christ. Be blessed.